Welcome to The Shelter Story, a podcast dedicated to improving the lives of homeless dogs through pragmatic and compassionate solutions. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of The Shelter Story. I'm your host, Sarai Salazar. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a brand new podcast that will provide you with an inside look into the complex worlds of animal sheltering and rescue work. Although some of these discussions may be difficult to have, it's important that we have these conversations in hopes of making a real difference in the lives of these animals. I'm really excited to share this series with all of you. We have dozens of topics already in the works, ranging from adoption selections to purpose breeding, behavioral euthanasias, and beyond. I'm kicking off this pilot episode with an overview of animal shelters, their history in the United States, as well as their current roles in our society. But first, a little about me. I'm a California native born and raised in San Diego for the first 25 years of my life. My parents were born in Mexico and immigrated to the U.S. before I was born. So I spent most of my life traveling back and forth across the border visiting family, grabbing the occasional lunch and tons of parties. My fascination with animals began when I was very young. We were members of the San Diego Zoological Society, and we loved getting our zoo news magazine every month. I was fascinated by anything that crawled, flew, slithered, and swam. I had my fair share of caged pets growing up, anoles, hamsters, and mice, but I was dying for my first dog. One day, my mom was walking my little brother to kindergarten when she heard whining coming from a large cardboard box next to a trash bin on pickup day. Inside, she found a litter of seven black lab puppies who had obviously been dumped. She brought the box to school where all but one got picked up by other parents dropping their kids off. That last little puppy marked the beginning of what would become my lifelong journey with dogs. Over the last 17 years, I've worked and studied dogs in a variety of settings, including pet stores, boarding and daycare centers, private rescue, and most recently, an open admission, no-kill county animal shelter. I earned my bachelor's in wildlife, fish, and conservation biology from the University of California, Davis, where I learned everything I could about canine behavior, genetics, and evolution. My passion for working with shelter dogs led me to start Wolf Mother Canine Rescue Services earlier this year, where we provide a variety of services geared towards rescue dogs, including adoption consultations, boarding, and training. That brings us to our first topic. What exactly is an animal shelter and what do they do? Browsing through Instagram these past couple of weeks, I've noticed that not very many people in the public truly understand the role of animal shelters. So without further ado, here we go. Animal shelters evolved from pounds, which were used in colonial towns to round up and hold wandering livestock that could be redeemed from the pound master for a fee. Because an economic value was placed on these particular animals, they were often reclaimed. Dogs and cats, however, had little economic value, so strays were rounded up in pounds and commonly killed by methods such as strangling, clubbing, and drowning. Henry Berg founded the ASPCA in 1866 in New York City as a response to the treatment of workhorses as they were the key mode of transportation for that time. On April 14, 1869, Carolyn Earl White and a group of female activists opened the first animal shelter in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, which introduced the idea of providing refuge for stray cats and dogs while attempting to find them homes. 
Thus, the notion of finding the family pet at a pound or shelter was born. The current system of animal sheltering focuses on two major goals. The first is public safety, protecting communities from public health risks such as animal bites, accidents, and zoonotic diseases. The second is to provide homeless animals with care and protection. The shelter industry has exploded with specialized interests in animal care and management. Over the past several decades, we have collected data and statistics on variables such as animal intake, owner relinquishments, and live release rates, which we now use to create new developments in the way we care for our shelter animals. Pandemic adoptions aren't a new thing either. Throughout modern American history, people have been turning to their pets during periods of crisis. Time Magazine printed in a 1974 cover story called The American Pet, quote, during wars, insurrections, and depressions, particularly, pet ownership seems to proliferate, even in today's recession-inflated, battered economy, when the care and feeding of pets would seem an exorbitant load on the family budget, there are more and more pet owners in the U.S., deriving, perhaps, psychological sustenance from what Kipling called the dog's love unflinching that cannot lie. After the Second World War, Pet ownership was becoming an integral part of American culture. Almost 70% of American households had a pet. But with the boom in pet ownership came an unfortunate consequence. The supply of pet dogs had exceeded public demand. Around this time, spaying and neutering was becoming more common practice in veterinary medicine. The Humane Society of the United States, founded in 1954, started promoting legislate, educate, and sterilize. Adoption has since been a large part of the strategy to reduce the number of stray animals. So where are we now? There are currently estimated to be over 5,000 animal shelters and rescue groups in the United States, but some points need to be made. Estimates can be difficult to calculate because there is no federal definition or regulation of what an animal shelter is. Humane societies and SPCAs are not affiliated with the national ASPCA, or the Humane Society of the United States. So what is a shelter? Now, when we say animal shelter, we're generally talking about government institutions that provide animal control services funded by local taxes, dog licensing fees, adoptions, and other programs. Some are divisions of city and county health departments, public works, or law enforcement. Others, such as ASPCA of New York City and San Francisco SPCA, are private agencies that contract with local governments for animal control. Because animal control is a primary mission of these government shelters, they are usually open admission, which means they must admit every stray animal, regardless of the condition of the animal, medical or behavioral, or how many animals are already in their care. These facilities are mandated to hold animals for a specific amount of time to allow owners a chance to reclaim them. They also hold animals for various other reasons, including evacuees during natural disasters or those involved in court cases. As a result, municipal animal shelters are often overcrowded and underfunded, leaving some shelters in the difficult position of utilizing euthanasia as a tool to control for factors such as disease outbreaks in space. For these reasons, among others we'll discuss later on, government animal shelters are not designed to offer long-term housing for animals in their care. 
Rescues, on the other hand, are generally nonprofit organizations that raise funds via donations from the public. They can be general, species-specific, or breed-specific. Because they are not contracted for animal control services, rescues are generally limited admission, meaning they get to choose how many and what kind of animals they admit. Furthermore, many operate out of private homes rather than the typical sheltering facility. This grants rescues much greater flexibility and opportunities for effective disease and population control. Rather than being forced to overextend themselves, these organizations can simply close their doors. Lastly, sanctuaries are another type of private organizations that often operate out of larger facilities that provide permanent homes to animals that are considered to be unadoptable for a variety of medical or behavioral reasons. So there you have it, your Cliff Notes version of the history of animal sheltering in the United States. The biggest takeaway I hope you guys get from this episode is that each one of these organizations, municipal animal shelters, rescues, and sanctuaries, each play a distinct but important role in rehoming these animals and keeping them safe. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Shelter Story. We hope you'll continue on this journey with us as we learn and grow together to help improve the lives of homeless animals around the world. Thank you guys. My name is Sarai. We'll catch you next week.